0: Welcome to In This Case, a podcast from Hilti that goes behind the scenes at one of the most iconic brands in the world of construction. We'll talk to the people who make it all happen and ask them who, how, what if, and of course, why. Here's your host, Ali Hernandez.
1: While popular sci-fi films and comic books may depict human augmentation as some sort of futuristic tech that creates cyborg-like beings somewhere between human and machine, the reality is much less extreme. The term commonly refers to technology that is integrated with the user's body to help enhance his or her productivity or capability and prevent personal injury. In its essence, human augmentation is nothing new or obscure. For example, the first eyeglasses were constructed in Italy during the 13th century. Now, an estimated 164 million Americans wear glasses to correct their vision. Like eyeglasses, human augmentation used in construction enables people to do things they couldn't do without some augmenting. In this episode, we'll look at the rise of human augmentation tools in construction and the impact they are having on the people who build. Like Tyler and Eddie Campbell of the Construction Brothers podcast, who come from a family of builders.
0: So yeah, I'm uh, I'm Tyler Campbell, uh, sixth generation builder, and I came into the industry when I was you know 19 and apprenticed uh, in the family business at ABSI. And about what was it, eight years into ABSI is when we started Construction Brothers, our podcast.
2: I'm Eddie. I'm the older brother by 13 years, so Tyler, apprenticed and. Was given a hard time under me. Y'all, yep. well, all of that was me. I mm-hmm. uh, i started out in construction. Our, our dad was a builder. You know, Tyler mentioned we're sixth generation builders. Well, dad was a contractor. And so that meant summers and spare time and everything else were spent on the site and the time that I was old enough to actually work. And, um, so acoustical ceilings and tearing things out and,
0: and he was three years old is yeah it's started. the good old yeah.
2: superintendent story <laughs> like i was three years old carrying shingles up you know <laughs> and, uh, it's none of that but uh a lot of meandering in construction but then yeah uh 17 years ago a little more than that now got into absi and um dad and i kind of were building that until tyler came along then we all built it together and it's a uh, virtual design and construction
1: Tyler and Eddie know what it's like to work on a job site. So what role do they think human augmentation tools can have in construction?
0: When you're tired, you're not working safe a lot of times, right? You get sloppy. You try to get through it. You try to get through the job. And so some of these innovations that are coming in just to just to help make sure that we're not as tired. Like, you know, when you were using that exo man, like the rest of you is tired, but you know, your arms. They're, they're doing all right.
1: The exo Tyler refers to is Hilti's EXO one a wearable exoskeleton that supports the upper body during overhead work.
0: But when you are really tired and you're lifting sup- something up over your head, man, you are not working safe. Oh, and things happen yeah. whenever you're not working, you know, wh- whenever you're not working fresh.
2: Well, what happens when you, you get yourself out of your comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. You
0: get kind of like out of
2: position. So you're not really paying attention to how, how your body would work
0: best. You're or not on like, the right side of the work. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. So you get yourself on the wrong side of the work. Yep. And so these tools, these, you know, human augmentations, they leave room for us to be able to make better decisions.
1: I just want to reiterate what the construction brothers said because I think it's a great way to think about human augmentation. By reducing the physical demands of work with human augmentation tools, you not only enable craftspeople to perform the work with less strain on their body, you enable them to make smarter and safer decisions. The application of wearable exoskeletons, like Hilti's EXO-01, are also gaining traction as they become the focus of ergonomics experts looking to human augmentation tools to support professionals in a wide range of industries.
3: My name is Marisol Barrero. I'm currently the Global Ergonomics Manager for Amazon Web Services, which is a role I've had since August of last year. Before that, I was with Toyota Motor North America for almost 15 years, where I was primarily in the ergonomics arena also the regional ergonomics manager for North America. In the last few years that I was there, I started a new function within safety around innovations to test the impact of emerging technologies such as exoskeletons, wearable sensors, virtual reality, augmented reality, etc., cetera, on safety and implement that in the organization.
1: Innovative ergonomics is a growing subset of safety departments. For reasons that are clear when you think about the fatigue potential of physically demanding work, like drilling overhead. Ergonomics experts across industries are collaborating to better understand when and how human augmentation tools can be applied.
3: I am also the co-founder and currently on the board of the Automotive Exoskeleton Group, which was founded in 2018 and serves as an exoskeleton technology sharing platform, an exoskeleton community for uh, users, producers, and interested parties, typically from academia, research, et cetera, to openly exchange information so that these technologies can be implemented in a more efficient fashion in the automotive exoskeleton group, which was originally automotive, and that's why it's called that. Uh, and I prefer AXG just because we don't mention the automotive, but we have members in there that are not automotive. So we've got, you know, Boeing is a member, aerospace. Um, we've got Cargill, which is a protein manufacturing operation. Uh, we've got Delta Airlines. Um, so it's, it's just really expanding. I saw... A few researchers from the Mayo Clinic, and they were studying how to implement back and shoulder exoskeletons for surgeons performing very lengthy, you know, complicated surgery and very awkward postures.
1: But is the rise in human augmentation occurring because the tools have proven to be effective in reducing fatigue and improving performance? And if so, how is effectiveness even measured?
3: So there's several different things that are typically done. Uh, So there's the discomfort ratings um, before, during, and and after implementation. There is uh, the ratings of perceived exertion, which is a common measure in ergonomics. So it's just a, a simple quantitative scale. And they asked employees, hey, how do you, you know, what's the exertion that you feel doing this job with and without the device? And then you can get into a lot more objective measures. So there's electromyography um, studies. So you put, you know, electrodes on the muscle, the muscles of interest, and you can actually um, measure the electrical potential there. So you can actually quantify the muscular fatigue. And in general, we do see a statistically significant reduction of of muscle fatigue in those situations. So we did actually see that at Toyota. Um, We had one plant. Our Indiana plan that probably did the best implementation effort and they actually saw the elimination, not just the reduction, but the elimination of shoulder injuries in the processes where they implemented the shoulder exoskeleton. So um, that's really icing on the cake, though.
1: Manufacturers like Hilti are adapting exoskeleton technology used in manufacturing and healthcare to address the physical demands unique to construction movements, like drilling overhead. The benefit of the construction industry adopting this form of human augmentation in this moment is the growth of wearable technology and human augmentation research in the ergonomics field.
4: You know, we we see this exoskeleton technology that, that popped up in, in manufacturing, right? Uh, Toyota, just down the street from our office, is actually um, using exoskeletons.
1: This is Ed Sells, business unit manager at Hilti North America.
4: You know, we, we look... Um, into these different industries and we say, my goodness, you know, this device is supporting somebody's arms when they're overhead. Construction work gets done overhead. You know, could, could we build a better mousetrap or can we partner with somebody to help us understand the biomechanics of it and, and build a, a better solution for the construction industry? And we found exoskeleton to be a very nice fit where we can actually uh, alleviate up to 40% of of the load that's on the the shoulders and the upper body um, with the exoskeleton when a worker's in an overhead orientation.
5: The idea behind the exo is that over time you can see a reduced in uh, discomfort and fatigue on the job site. So if I'm wearing the XO and I've worked an eight-hour day today, maybe tomorrow, I come back and I'm not as fatigued as I was the previous times if I hadn't worn it because I've got a little assistance.
1: This is Khadija Tally, health, safety, and environmental product manager for Hilti North America. Prior to working at Hilti, she was a construction health and safety manager for five years.
5: Typically on any job site, you've got one of the older construction workers, and they're typically not doing the task anymore. Some of them by choice, but quite a few of them because they just can't anymore. So having those talks with them and and letting them know this is something that's available to you to make you feel better, to let you be able to do the things that you want to do. You know, is it fun for you to have kids? You know, you go home at the end of the day and you can't hold them up in the air because your shoulders are sore. So being able to relate it back to something that's of more interest to them is important as well.
1: Ergonomics data and real-world use cases like Marisol's implementation at Toyota prove the value of human augmentation tools. Wearable technology like exoskeletons reduce muscle fatigue and injury. With the value proven, the question in the industry is no longer, does human augmentation work, but rather, how can we best deploy it? To test this, we equipped Eddie Campbell of the Construction Brothers podcast with Hilti's Exo, and put him to work doing some overhead drilling. Here's what he had to say.
2: All right, so I was very, very excited to be able to try it out um, because I love new tools. Because that construction guy in me, like, I just got my hands on something really (laughs) awesome. So I thought, oh man, this is cool. Um, And it's an exoskeleton. You feel like a superhero when you're wearing it or something. I mean, come on. Uh, So you get the thing on and... I don't I was kind of expecting it to just maybe be a little more in the way, uh be less flexible. I mean, it's it has things in it that aren't real flexible, right? It's got like, you know, bars and and different pulleys and things that it just feels like I'm going to have a, a limited range of motion while I'm wearing this thing. It's going to bother me. So I was curious about that, but what I found is it just kind of it was holding me up. Like it was holding my arms up. It was helping me support myself. And uh, it definitely helped my cause when it came to trying to best the J-Bot.
1: <laughs> okay. So we may have also put Eddie up against the J-Bot, Hilti's semi-autonomous robot, in an overhead drilling competition.
0: Yeah, it kicked so my lost. butt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the exoskeleton yeah. has its place. I mean, it, the J-Bot takes planning and it has a Just being real. I mean, it's it's got a time and a place and a use case, and we need to explore those use cases in reality for what they are and use the right tool for the job. So, I mean, yeah, sometimes I don't need to set up the table saw. Sometimes the circular saw is good enough. That XO is going to help me like crazy when I'm going up to do that overhead drilling because that still exists. It's not like that
0: JBot automation is just done away with all overhead drilling. It won't. It was fun when we were doing a presentation uh, with the exoskeleton and kind of talking about the race in front of some people. We actually had one of the hammer drills there. It was the same model that you were using on site. And, you know, while Eddie's showing off the exoskeleton, I start passing the hammer drill to the front row. And it's funny, a lot of them start picking it up and their eyes just get huge. Like, holy cow, this thing's way heavier than I thought it was. People are holding this over their head all day. Like, yeah, they are.
1: The benefits of exoskeletons are clear, and people are experiencing them every day on job sites. But as is often the case with new technology, widespread adoption comes with a bit of rethinking.
3: There's so much talk about return on investment for ergonomics initiatives outside of exoskeletons, just just in general. I don't see the same uh, type of thinking in other areas of safety, so I, I don't see that in uh, the control of hazardous energy. I don't see that in industrial hygiene. I don't see that in many other areas of safety. It's almost like in ergonomics, you have to prove there's actually a return on investment in your particular intervention. So there's, there's a lot of that. Um, but the question is, how do we really turn this into an investment? in the employees, right? So it's not about your return. It's really about investing in the culture, investing in your employee morale, uh, and your employee happiness and well-being as compared to, gee, am I gonna get a return on investment with regards to preventing injuries and workers' comp claims?
1: This shift in thinking about human augmentation tools as an investment in people and culture rather than simply a line item in a budget might be the new thinking needed to encourage more adoption of EXOs and human augmentation tools. And Eddie agrees.
2: I, I love what the EXO says to a crew. Like it just says, I, I do care about you. I give a crap. And I I want you to go home and not feel like complete trash. Like I'm looking out for your shoulders I'm looking out for your back. I'm looking out for you as a person. I, I like what it says to a crew by outfitting them with it. It's an investment in them. And that investment will come back. You, can, you continue to consistently invest in your people in significant ways, and you will set yourself apart from other employers, and you will be the person that they want to work for. You will be the organization they want to come to. You will retain people, and you will thereby be more productive because they will stay with you. You'll keep that skilled labor longer because they know you care about them. So I think it's an important thing to say about it is, like, I do think it makes a statement towards your crew.
1: Human augmentation is getting a bit more attention these days, in part because organizations like AEXG and solution providers like Hilti are investing in the research and production of human augmentation tools that are making people safer and healthier. Hilti's xo one is a wearable technology specifically designed for construction movements. And as Eddie noted, it's easy to put on, comfortable to wear, and effective at reducing fatigue. So with the effectiveness of the EXO and the potential employee retention benefits, could we see more EXOs on job sites in the future? We sure hope so.
0: Help them out. There's the tool to help them out.
1: In the next episode, we'll talk to Internet of Things expert and Hilti leaders about how connected hardware and software turn big data into actionable insights. That's next time on In This Case.